In this episode, we discuss the most terrifying horror movie ever made, John Travolta and Robin Williams in Old Dogs. Everyone and welcome to the fly. <laughs> <laughs> Great, well, good one. All right, yeah, can we fix well. that in post? Yeah. Should we just re-rack that? We can't. No, no, no. Okay. Let me get the no, clapper. No, no, yeah, All right, just... flop house, old dogs, take two. Hit, Clap. Hit, hit reset. Hey everyone, and welcome to the flop house. I'm Dan. All right, Cohen. old dogs, <laughs> take three. <laughs> Clap. Hey everyone, and welcome to the flop house. I'm Dan McCoy. You did it. Oh, I'm Stuart. <laughs> And I'm Elliot Kalen. That's all going on the podcast. Stuart Wellington, my mistake. Um, (laughs) You need to know my full name. You were still ascertaining which Stuart you were. So, um, speaking of your name, Stuart. Sure. There's some big news we need to talk about. Okay, uh, what's that? Uh, It's the fact that Kathy is ending after 30 years. (laughs) Yeah, in October, right? Yep. So. Bye, Kathy. We hardly knew (laughs) you. Well, that was my stupid joke, based on the fact that Stuart's uh, engaged now. Sorry, oh, yeah. ladies. That was what I... It was the old switcheroo. The I old, led Stuart to believe I would talk about that. The old bury the lead. And I talked about Kathy. The old failed joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, the old yuck yep. up I, uh, I am now um, engaged to be wed. Wow. Um, you are betrothed. I'm betrothed. Mm-hmm. Promised. All the mysteries of women are about to be revealed to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why do they take so much time in the bathroom? Yep. Am I right, guys? Am when, I right? When you're Anyone? married, you Anyone? go to the right? bathroom with them. Yep. To <laughs> see if they need any help. Yeah. <laughs> and when you were just going to be checking your watch, like, I am done. <laughs> why aren't you done? Yeah. And what is this blows job that I keep hearing about? No, no, it's the blowing. It's the Bose yeah. Wave Radio. It's mm-hmm. Popular Mechanics 1985, Best of What's New. Okay. What's what's so great about it? It's just a great radio. It uses sound waves in a different way. It's tremendous. For a better sound, richer, fuller. Sure, is it like a, like an HD radio, like a serious it's radio? It's like if it's no, it only gets picks up regular radio signals. Like shortwave radio? Uh no, you can't use that. What about weather radio? Like emergency weather alerts? No, I don't th- Well, if a regular radio station is broadcasting those then yes. Okay. But you're engaged. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Your engagement thanks. is sponsored by Bose. Well, this means that uh, in in a pretty close space, I don't know how long you're planning to wait before you get married. I was going to get married in two weeks. Uh, wow. That might be a problem. <laughs> since uh, in weird in what, in what way? I kind of have an event planned in two weeks. What, like one of your like, mash-em-ups? You're like Monster Mash? We watch monster movies and costumes? Not and, exactly and one of those. Bu- eat a bunch of junk food and get scared? Uh, more like instead <laughs> of costumes... And we put on masks, so when the in- pizza man comes, <laughs> he gets scared of our masks. Instead of costumes and masks, more like formal wear. And okay. instead of monster movies, more like me getting married. The best thing is... Okay. To my fiancé. The best thing about that joke is that Stuart... Uh, just invented a whole new thing that Elliot doesn't do. <laughs> that I wish I did do. <laughs> Put on a monster costume and invite the pizza man to deliver a pizza. Yeah. 
<laughs> if he dares. Yeah, you guys are going to be joining And then me. you scare him and he drops his pizza and runs away. And you don't have to pay him. That's how you get a free pizza. Yeah, that's the only way. Put that put that in your books, guys. <laughs> no, in your free pizza <laughs> tricks books. <laughs> yeah. Books you're talking about. Yeah. Enjoy them while they're free, ladies. Okay. Uh, Before well, you have to pay for my pizza tricks. Yeah. <laughs> What Stuart's married? Stuart's pizza tricks are for pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna give them away. Uh-huh. No. Uh huh. No. But yeah, in a relatively short amount of time, uh, the flop house will go from sixty-six percent single to a hundred percent married. Yeah, that's uh, that's fast math, Elliot. Yeah. Well, it's just three. Yeah. Well, it's actually. I mean, technically, it's sixty-six point six repeating. Oh God. I was always right. bad at the percents. You know, really? math class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Percents. I'm pretty good at them. It's the part of math that I'm good at. I'm not good at other math. Okay. Like what link- about the plusing and the uh, minusing? Basic yeah, no, arithmetic. Ba- <laughs> what it's no, that, that I can do. Okay, that's good yeah, your basics, your plus minus times <laughs> divide, those I can handle. What about your... Uh, I was thinking more like calculus. I'm not so good at. What about your reading and your writing? To go I'm, along well, with your arithmetic. I enjoy reading and I am a professional writer. Okay. <laughs> so I'm at least good enough to make a living from it. <laughs> well, I'm a member. Well, it, since I'm a member of the Writers Guild of America East, look, and I I'm get, a member I, of the Writers Guild of America East, but that doesn't make me a professional like writer. Touche, <laughs> touche, sir. Is that like one of those uh, those uh, World of Warcraft guilds? I wish. We don't get leather aprons. We don't get anvils. We don't get to fight orcs. Do you get experience points? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. in a short answer, I suppose. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Except so, it's called. Uh, Experience what? points. No, uh, well, that, wait, that's just what I said. Oh, was it? So the moral is Stuart's, <laughs> Stuart's getting married. <laughs> yeah, Stuart, so, so Stuart's st- getting married, starring Anne Hathaway, Elliot's at- best friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since, yep, since high school, bosom what, pals. What was, that, what was it like when you guys were dating? <laughs> Never happened, so... Uh, okay. That's I mean, she exciting. dated a guy in my art class. Yeah. Okay, was he, a good, was he good at art? Uh, I don't remember. What a boring anecdote, <laughs> it's, I, Well, I didn't bring the subject <laughs> up originally. <laughs> so, what, uh, what are we... What do we do? Oh, this What's is this, a, this oh, is a no. podcast about watching bad movies. Now that most of the women who listen to this podcast have committed suicide, now that they know mm-hmm, that Stuart sure. is no longer available... Like, we the can, women, uh, like the women who killed themselves when Jackie Chan had a love interest in one of his early films, and thus he never had a love interest ever again. Yeah. That's a fact. Do you think that haunts him? <laughs> take that to the take that to your Jackie Chan. No more than the uh, Next Door Ninja or whatever it was called. <laughs> the the spy next next door. door. Next Door Ninja would have been a better movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that that's over with, uh, yeah, we, we can talk we, about the movie. We I watched guess. a movie called Old Dogs, and it's not a film about um, expired hot dogs or uh, a documentary about a. Uh, a pet cemetery that would be Gates of Heaven, the Errol Morris film. It's mm-hmm. a, I was kind of uh, hoping it was a movie where you had dogs who computers like made their lips move and then they talked with like celebrities' voices. Well, you would love uh, a little film called Cats and Dogs: The Revenge of Pussy Galore. <laughs> okay, currently in theaters now. Kitty Galore. Kitty Galore. Pussy yeah. Galore is the original that uh, original character. Sure, too racy. But uh, Kitty is okay for kids to hear because it merely hints at the word pussy, <laughs> which kids, of course, cannot know. Just as the slogan for the Smurf movie is Smurf Happens, uh-huh. uh, which hints at the phrase shit happens, but kids don't need to know that. So. Yeah. But kids know a lot about Smurfs, right? 
Uh, today's kids probably don't know anything about Smurfs. Okay. Well, they do have the book Everybody Smurfs. So, <laughs> sure. That's, that's, that's right. Tough. Like, but, all uh, kids have that? Or? <laughs> yeah, the government hands it out. For sure. It's like the converter box it's coupon. stockpiled in hospitals okay. for when babies are born. Well, we... Have Face been, it, at some point you're going to have to teach your children about Smurfs. This has just been a tremendous amount of nonsense. <laughs> so old dogs. Well, let's talk about old dogs. Maybe the worst thing ever yeah. in history. Not even movies outside of the movie category. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Crossed a lot of boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I felt... Uh, I, I uh, usually, after seeing a uh, bad movie, don't feel molested. <laughs> but I do after having watched this one. Sure. You feel like a gorilla maybe raped you. I, no, I, I feel like happened to Seth Green at the end of this film. As is, it's implied, yes, yeah. will happen to Seth Green. Normally, when you would say something about being feeling molested, I would have made like a witty joke uh, <laughs> that would have been hilarious, right? Like totally hilarious. Yeah. But this movie sapped it all out of me. <laughs> it's yeah. I can't even laugh about molestation. Yeah, this Thanks is a man. This How is a man who just got engaged, people, and all mm-hmm. of the joy has <laughs> left his face. Yep, and uh, he's a shell of a man. Yeah, his soul has been torn in two, as um, as if absorbed by uh, what was that sword that uh, Elric used? Uh, uh, I, of, with its ebon blade. Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, fuck. Let me go read my Michael Moorcock. Uh, fan <laughs> so this fiction is I've been this writing. is a movie about two um, high power champion. High-powered yeah, uh, like sports. Uh, are they sports agents? <laughs> They're sports agents. Because I mean, like and. Stormbringer. And Kelly Stormbringer. Stormbringer, Dan. Thank you. They, Kelly sorry. Preston is in this film, by the way. It was also in Jerry Maguire, just to point up, well, like, to make you hate the, the, the fact that they're sports agents even more. Well, they're almost, they're sports agents who work mostly in marketing, it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, they're in sports marketing. And they're two. And they've, Seth Green follows them around everywhere, too, for yeah. some reason. Well, they're friends. They've been friends since they were kids, John Travolta and Robin Williams. Uh, now they are two old dogs. Shriveled old we, dogs. How do we find out they were friends for a long uh, time? The title sequence shows photoshopped pictures of the two of them as young men. Just like goofing hanging around, out. Right? Yeah. And where it looks like they took a photograph of two human beings. Someone cut out pictures of John Travolta and Rob Williams' faces <laughs> and then pasted them on yeah. over it, and then they shot that. Like, you know, like stills from, like, Mork and Welcome Back, Cotter, they uh, they put on there. Wait, yeah. That was a show? Like a crossover show? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the the shows Mork and Mindy and oh, okay. the show Welcome, Welcome Back, Cotter. Welcome Back, Morker mm-hmm. was the crossover show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Oh, that's, sounds, that's an odd choice. I mean... Lo and behold, I think Cotter's not even in it. Yeah. Lo and behold, Kelly Preston shows <gasps> back up. Well, we we uh, we find out Robin Williams is the straight laced one, mm-hmm. and uh, John Travolta is the wild man who is also a ladies' man, a They're, wild hog, a wild say. hog. They're playing against type in that Robin Williams, as we all know, is manic in mm-hmm. real life, and Hilarious. and John Travolta <laughs> is possibly gay in real life. So they're playing against type. It's like Ishtar, mm-hmm. except not as successful. <laughs> okay. And um, I guess uh, Robin Williams has some kids that he didn't know about. Robin, well, okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the story of old dogs. Oh, please. Let me tell you the tale. Let me spin you a tale. Yeah, It'll be more entertaining and shorter than the film we watched. <laughs> um, I hope shorter because it's an eighty-seven minute film. Yeah. And I don't think I should tell it in that sort of detail. Yeah, tell it in real time. Okay. We open on New York City. Inside <laughs> an office. Cut. Smash cut to. <laughs> okay. The Earth is a boiling mass. <laughs> what, right now? We have to get to the space arc. 
so the two of them are high-powered sports marketing agents of some type. Uh, they're about to do a big deal with a Japanese company that does something. Uh, we're never quite sure what that Japanese is. Japanese sports is what they do. What the, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what they basically do is Japanese business. Like, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a throwback to the 80s when Japanese businessmen were all the rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John Travolta tells a story about how when Robin Williams was reeling from his first divorce, he tricked him into going down to Miami for a wild bachelor weekend wherein he got drunk and got married to Kelly Preston and then got a tattoo that was supposed to say free man on his t- on his chest but it came out saying Fremont and that's a running Hilarious. running gag in the film the weird thing about it is that just the size of the tattoo it would have taken multiple visits hmm. i mean there's no way one drunken night he could have gotten that entire thing then like ran around with it exposed. I mean, it would well, have gotten infected. They could have had gone been on like an like an eighty four hour bender, uh-huh. where they kept going back to the tattoo <laughs> like, parlor, like a like a fear and loathing. He keeps type making thing. the yeah, same exactly. bad choice over and over again. <laughs> but uh, sure. like a, like a Groundhog Day sort uh-huh. of thing. And the Japanese businessmen are being interpreted by Lori Laughlin of TV's Full House. Uh, who is doing speaking Japanese? Buzz Radio's Full House, <laughs> <laughs> the original that ran from uh, 1941 to uh, 1952. <laughs> you are like an encyclopedia of fake radio knowledge. Uh, it, tur- uh, it turns out that uh, Rob Williams secretly got in touch with the woman that he was married to for a day in Miami. She has come back out of nowhere and brought with her two adorable seven-year-old moppets. Who are his son, his children? She is, she is uh, going to jail. I'm trying to remember the nonsense plot. She is a, going to see him because she's about to go to jail the next day. Yeah, she needs to have an excuse to leave him with these two children. Yeah, she is. She it's trespassed on a. Time. She trespassed on a factory site. Now she's going to jail. They've let her leave town and go to New York. She's like an eco terrorist, right? Yeah, and he, she, she's an eco-terrorist, yeah. An eco What's that? Uh, you leave ink everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, she, she's an eco-terrorist. But uh, somehow they've let her leave town, even though she is going to jail within days, drop her kids off. It's kind of a bullshit thing to be or go to prison for, right? Uh, yes. I mean... Well, I, it's, it's only implied by the movie, but she actually killed three people in her active ego Oh, implied as in never mentioned. <laughs> well, that's... Oh, that's part of my old dogs fanfic. That I <laughs> well, I mean, filling in the gaps. Yeah. I see the untold is, tales like, of old dogs. There's a darkness behind her eyes that you can kind of yeah. tell from the like the crazy mugging that she does to try mm-hmm. and keep up with Robin Williams. Oh no, the close-ups are. It makes it clear that her soul is gone. Yeah, yeah, as yours is after watching the movie. Yeah, uh, her she drops her kids off. Like I'm leaving. Brazil. I'm leaving out the part Spoiler where her. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm leaving out the part where her friend, the hand model, is supposed to take care of the kids, but Robin Williams slams a car trunk on her hands. Ruining them. Ruining them and her livelihood. Which, which by the way, is then never mentioned again. <laughs> Apparently that <laughs> woman's life has just been ruined cavalierly in passing by I assume Robin she Williams. died in the hospital. Yeah. Well, especially because the moment of her getting her fingers smacked, like the moment of her mutilation, she just makes a bunch of like, like Jerry Lewis style faces, yeah. and well, they play "Big Girls Don't Cry" really, really loud. loud. They yeah. play about. Seven well, she makes faces for like five minutes. There's like five <laughs> minutes of faces. Like her eyes go cross, her tongue sticks out. Yeah, this is, there's like we should just mention Peter Wilson, that Mrs. Tom Hanks. This is the most overacted movie 
in the history of the world, I think. It's certainly the most overacted movie we've watched for the flop house. Yeah, it is manic. The whole movie is edited as if it was a trailer. Just really fast scenes, really fast cuts. Everyone talks really fast. Huge, nope. loud mutant pop songs everywhere. No connection from one scene to the next. No, like... No, like, oh, okay, this scene is ending with a question that's going to be answered in the next scene. Like, yeah, no, the no. next scene is I mean, going to take it off in a different they, direction. Uh, there's that hilarious scene where they take, uh, they accidentally mix up each other's pills. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. So anyway. They, I jumped the gun. Yeah. I'm they, sorry, And guys. the shark, unfortunately. Well, so I guess I'm on a downward slant Yeah, now, Pretty or? much, okay. yeah. We're thinking of replacing you with the new new character on this well it's podcast. like moonlighting like the the Stuart charlene sexual tension was there and uh-huh. he jumped the shark when you proposed to her yeah mm-hmm. like uh in the x-files exactly but it also ruined your sexual tension with the two of us that's which true right <laughs> well no longer we will never mention that again <laughs> that is not something we need to put in the minds of our listeners another time all right i mean that like the forbidden element of because i mean you guys are clear like you're married and you're engaged mm-hmm. like and, you know, I was just kind of single, so that forbidden element was really hot. Yeah, it was now. less about the sex and more about the boundaries that were being broken. Absolutely, like yeah. uh, like a David Cronenberg movie or something. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know if they're exactly. like that. It's yeah. like, we're leaving like the, Videodrome. It's like we're leaving the flesh behind and <laughs> yeah, entering a new world of consciousness. I don't think there were pulsing, oozing orifices or, or anything like that. Well, not yet. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, so... What's wrong with you, dude? Rob Williams has to take care of these kids. John Travolta, for whatever reason, decides that's his job, too, even though... They have a lot of work to do well, no, to because, land this Japan deal. It's because, of the, heart. it's because of the contrivance that that uh, means that Robin Williams has to move in with John Travolta, which is that Robin Williams lives in an adults-only, um, you know, some sort of gated community, and Amy Sedaris, in her one scene, comes out, sees kids, freaks out, like an alarm goes off, and then smash cut to... Robin Williams moving in with John Travolta, and John Travolta just kind of has samurai swords on his apart in his apartment all over the place. Yeah. Well, he's a wealthy bachelor. <laughs> goes goes without saying, yeah. The confirmed way bachelor, into, way into, and he has what? a wait. What? What are you implying? And all he his only an life mate, older man who hasn't married. His only life mate is an old dog. Mm, mm-hmm. Symbolism. Oh, I left out the part where Robin Williams gets locked in a tanning booth and sprayed with tanning lotion. Well, please continue for for a hundred hours. Yeah, I wish the movie had also he, left he, that out. And yeah. he comes out looking like George Hamilton, and uh, he comes and out his tan mysteriously disappears within. Two they scenes. do a bit he, until they they get a couple of good like Pakistani and Mexican jokes. Well, that's the thing. They, they mm-hmm. go to Grand Central Station where he's going to meet Kelly Preston. Uh, John Travolta has convinced him he's got to tan up to look like a man. Sure, and. He all he looks like is a man with a very fake tan, but an Indian man and then a Hispanic woman both stop him and ask him for directions in their native languages because Robin Williams looks so ethnic with this tan. That's a tough scene for an actor to pull off, but you know what? <laughs> Robin Williams, he's got the chops. Oh yeah, well, they're making a point. They're making a point about our divided society, guys. That we should see beyond color. Mm-hmm. To people the, are only comfortable talking to uh, people of their own. Uh, race or creed to but, the uh, two-dimensional manic flat cardboard character yeah, underneath or sure. we can all join together in a hatred of old dogs <laughs> so they go through a series of hilarious adventures involving going to a misadventure misadvent thank you uh-oh watch <laughs> out because when the old dogs are in town trouble follows mm-hmm. uh somebody will probably get hit in the groin uh many people get hit in the they groin. will go to a uh camp for some reason they'll go to a boy scout type camp where there are no activities for children, only for adults, <laughs> and people get beat up and uh, a statue gets blown up, and uh, Matt, Matt Dillon is there. What I didn't understand was they made the decision to go to this camp really at the last minute, 
Where do they get uh where do they get uniforms? You know, for the for the old dogs. I think the same place that Robin Williams later gets the king costume that he wears (laughs) while casually playing tea party with his daughter. (laughs) And the same place that he gets the puppet machine. (laughs) Oh, you mean the exoskeleton he wears that allows John Travolta to control his actions? Yes. Because he doesn't know how to play? Yeah. (laughs) That's provided by famous puppeteer blues artist Bernie Mac, (laughs) Bernie Mac, who appears in the movie and then disappears instantly. His final role, by the way. It's it's, it's called... uh, A real Orson Welles situation. (laughs) It's called called, uh, having an avatar. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're saying this movie was just ahead of its time. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, so they go to a Boy Scout type camp where uh, they are mistaken for gay. Uh, that's, hilarious. That's really strange. In a kids movie, and they put I mean, bear. Yeah, I don't John Travolta. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why two aging confirmed bachelors who are living together and are best friends would be. They go to a restaurant. They go to a restaurant. And partners. Mm-hmm. They go to a restaurant where they are thought to be grandparents. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, their pills get mixed up, and they go through it. And uh, well. Here's okay. Here's the thing. Robin Williams has these two kids. Mm-hmm. John Travolta is his business partner. They have a huge account they have to land that involves playing golf with a Japanese CEO. Because again, this movie was originally written, I assume, in 1983. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, why? That's how business is done. Because if, if, if he doesn't <laughs> land the account, the businessman's going to bulldoze their family car wash. Their, right? their community center. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's why they have to break dance their way out of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, why does John Travolta take the kids to the to his girlfriend's beach house or or Lori Laughlin's beach house, not even his girlfriend? And why does Robin Williams go play golf with the guy when really Robin Williams should take the kids and John Travolta should just go about his business? Good point. One might, oh, but, as well, one might as well ask why Seth Green tags along with every personal uh, event, too. That's, that's true. On. Their assistant, Seth Green, <laughs> who for some reason decides that he is their au pair, I guess. I yeah. don't know. One might also ask why, you know, somebody who's got – has a pretty successful little career, you know, uh, being the producer of Robot Chicken and <laughs> a variety of other types of programs. Like, he's – you know, he's probably getting a paycheck. Why, uh, why, why old dogs? It's sure, a good question. But, you're constantly asked throughout – your shows that whatever your individual opinion of them, too, like, carry some sort of, like, uh, minor credibility with, like, younger people. And then it was like, I'm going to go in with this uh, – this this John Travolta, uh, Robin Williams family well, he's not, comedy. He's not the only. There's constant. There's a stream of actors that you wonder why they're in this. Amy Sedaris, mm-hmm. Louise Guzman, Dax uh, Shepard. Dax Shepard. Uh, I mean, that guy's was that Justin Long also Justin at the options. Matt Dillon? Uh, like you just wonder Kelly why Preston. Kelly Preston, Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson's husband is Tom Hanks. She doesn't need the money. Yeah. that old dogs was paying. Well, her. Also, I mean, Colin Hanks probably gives her a fairly good stipend. I don't. At this point, I don't think she needs a stipend la- from and Colin, thing is like, Colin Hanks. I laughed. Gen- I laughed genuinely at three times in the movie, and they're all just like stupid lines provided by Louise Guz- Guzman. Dak Shepard and Justin Long yeah, just in the their side individual characters. scene, and, and as I said during it, it's like they stop by to remind you what jokes were, just to like crush your spirit more <laughs> when the rest of the movie happens. Oh, we know what a funny th- joke <laughs> is. We'll give you one. Yeah. Now you can sit through forty-five more minutes of this garbage. Yeah. Oh well. Well, what other? Okay, but I forgot. So you almost forget what it's like to laugh or smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all joy. That's, That's the thing. <laughs> 
Like afterwards, like I was looking at a Bazooka Joe comic, and I couldn't even, I didn't even get a snicker not, out of it. Not even the chortle. <laughs> Impossible. Not even the faintest no. shadow of a grin. Even one with Mort. Yep. Uh, Mort the dead teenager. <laughs> what? Former Marvel Comics character. I was left smearing ashes on my face in mourning <laughs> and rending your garments. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I put on a hair shirt. Anyway, their their pills get mixed up by the kids, so now Robin Williams is having hallucinations, and John Travolta's face is he's super hungry, and his face is bizarrely uh, twisted into a malformed smile. No, it's a smiley guest smile. It looks exactly like Batman. It looks like the but original what? Tim Burton Batman. But why would that be in this movie? I don't know. You say that That's as if weird. you say that as if. No, come on, it's perfectly logical John Travolta would no, have I a smilex gas Joker smile no, in old as, dogs. As if I'm, it's just exactly what it is. Like, but it's where they saw Batman and they're but, like, oh, just give us that. But the weird, but they don't do it with like makeup. It's done with computer effects the same way that like the Black Hole Sun video was done years <laughs> ago. It looks really weird. Yeah, it looks a lot like the Black Hole Sun. Video. And he also breaks up the uh, grieving club that Lori Laughlin has taken him to mm-hmm. that Anne Margaret is for some reason presiding over. Why Anne Margaret? Like, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, what other adventures do they have? Um, they, adventures. Oh, they get Bernie. They get the exoskeleton from Bernie Mac, and uh, yeah. Robin Williams moves around. It's a lot like Face Off. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's a. It's John Travolta puts on a like puts on a weird sensor suit, and he's able to control Robin Williams. Yeah, not unlike Go- like Andy Serkis controlling Gollum, or uh, or or being John Malkovich, or Michael C. Okay. Hall. Controlling those guys in uh, uh, Gamer. Gamer. Yeah, I kept wanting to call it Surrogates. It's a different movie. Uh, but wait a minute, in Surrogates, you did the same thing, right? Yeah, you were, but you were lying uh, prostrate yeah, on a explain on a the bed. Science to me. <laughs> oh, well, there's science. probably a port in their head brain. <laughs> in their head brain. Yeah, right? as opposed to the knee brain. So there's that, and then um, uh, they. But, and these Seth and these Green. scenes are all about. Six or seven minutes long, and, and they whiz by with lots of loud music. I would say they whiz by. <laughs> I would. I, I would say I got whiplash at least four times in this watching this movie. Yeah, but they all seem to take much longer. Oh no! Well, they feel like they take a hundred thousand years. But um, of solitude. Seth Seth Green is sent off to uh, Japan. He's going to take point on this, but then he like apparently falls under under the spell of karaoke and is not, and disappears. Yeah, he disappears. So. Um, John Travolta and uh, Robin Williams. Williams have to go to Japan to they're salvage told this. They're going to move to Japan. Mm-hmm. When the they... problem is that Robin Williams realizes, you know, the thing that's missing in my life is these two kids that I'm, you know, I I had with this woman, and I've known like the... a one night stand, and I've known them for two weeks. Yeah, I've known them for two weeks, and I figured, you know what, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. And the kids have zero personality. Mm-hmm. They are. What are you boring talking about, Elliot? One of them's a boy. And one of them's a girl. <laughs> well, so, you're right. Speaking yeah. as speaking as the boy half of boy girl twins, yeah. uh, boy girl twins are way more interesting than this movie makes them out to be. Yeah. But the, I mean, like, I'm glad they didn't put too much effort into like the wacky shit the kids do because kids aren't really that interesting. No, no. But they do. Sorry, say the our kids listening, listeners out there. <laughs> Sorry, juniors. Sorry, Flophouse Junior Commandos. <laughs> um, Your Dakota rings are in the mail, but uh, but not really. But Robin Williams uh, throws the uh, the big meeting. 
Well, he go, he meets up with the family and says, I'm sorry, I have to move to Japan. They are heartbroken. Oh, yeah, because they really like this dude. They really love him after two weeks. Yeah, he he's is, like, a, like a Mrs. Doubtfire type yeah, character. I mean, they act the, he gets tan, he wears outfits, I mean, he's he, got everything. He screws up everything, he yeah. complains about everything. And he's probably significantly wealthier than they are. Yeah, so I have that. to assume so. Uh, they go to Japan. Yeah, he sees a video of them at an amusement park. Well, he's supposed to give his big presentation to the Japanese bosses. Yeah, like his computer's trying to tell him something. He and John Travolta have like the... his computer wore tennis shoes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> but anyway. It's like a CompUSA. John Travolta and Ron Williams have the end of Act 2 fight between the two friends mm. that puts them in different directions. John Travolta finds that Which his... Which is immediately resolved. <laughs> yes, because John Travolta finds that his dog has died, and Ron Williams shows up at the very elaborate dog funeral uh, that he has thrown. With all those dog buddies. Yeah, there are a lot of dogs there. They make up after the breakup, and then they decide to go shake up that family by making Ron Williams a part of it again. And make some shake and bake. Which involves them and Seth Green, for Lord knows what reason... Breaking into a zoo, <laughs> Seth Green is, it's implied, raped by a gorilla. Uh, Rob, uh, John Travolta is attacked by penguins, and Robin Williams straps on a sort of jetpack and flies over to where the kids wearing are. Like, wearing like a Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, like, a, like a patriotic jumpsuit with a helmet. So what you're saying is this is like a... It's a, a seamless movie. <laughs> I'm saying it's seamless plotting. This is like a John Waters, um, you know, absurd, uh, surrealist... It's a very Almodovar film. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, it's like this whole movie, it has all these little elements, and they all build up to this magnificent crescendo at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like a, it's it's like like a Nashville. piece of fine clockwork. Mm-hmm. Everything meshes together. Oh, beautiful! Well, like film. a like a like a watch. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that would be an example of clockwork. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, like yeah, an orange. So it all uh, it all ends happily, I guess. It except all end- for us who watched. And then at the dogs. end, they what? Ha- I guess they you have find a boat. out they're all successful or something. They're all yeah. successful and happy, and they get on one a boat. Year, one year later, John Travolta has a boat, and he's married to Lori Loughlin. And they have a baby. That's it. I thought that was Robin Williams' and, boat. It's one of their... Listen, they co-own everything. <laughs> yeah. They share their wives and children alike. They're, they're cri- oh, man. They're, like, they're, yeah. like, uh, like at a key party? They're yeah. crypto gay They're like Chang and Ang. And they've got a polyamorous relationship. And um, they switch off every month. Okay. Yeah, they just really make it work together. Sounds kind of hot. <laughs> well, it, may, it keeps things well, new. Well, Robin Williams and John Travolta are involved, so it's not that hot. Yeah. Not, he's got that tattoo, though, right? That makes him kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, that says Fremont. <laughs> it's weird because they make a big point of how they open his shirt to give him the tattoo, and he's really got a hairy chest, so they have to shave his chest to put the tattoo on. And I guess the tattoo deadened the hair follicles because they never grow right. back. Yeah, that's science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super science. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... so what? this was a well-made film. <laughs> yeah. You learned something interesting about this. Uh, Conrad Hall. Yeah, oh, yeah. Conrad Hall's work was all over this. <laughs> you learned... <laughs> So like I think they brought ghost, in. I think uh, they brought in Tech yeah, Fujimoto I've, to. I've uh, never seen an uglier <laughs> movie in the way it's shot. But you learned something interesting about this on the internet, Elliot. And why don't you share that trivia? with what us? What about how it was originally meant to be? Yeah. Or uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, I think no, or no, according to IMDb. So mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. But I believe it. This was meant to be a comedy for adults at one point to be released via the Touchstone imprint of uh, Walt Disney. 
or Touchstone Division that test audiences hated it, it so much. It was an R-rated movie. And an R-rated movie, it says. And that test audiences hated it so much that it was cut down from like 107 minutes or 117 minutes to 88 minutes and to get a PG rating and to Al release Pacino. it for kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it makes a little bit of sense that this would have been an adult comedy because there's so much in it that is like the two of them complaining about the ailments they have mm-hmm. as they get older. The kids don't come into the movie for like 20 minutes, and that 20 minutes, so much of it is the story of Robin Williams and John Travolta getting drunk in Miami and having a whirlwind fake like a one night stand wedding. Like, like there are a lot like of two men who have like a great like aching hole in their lives and they need to fill it whichever way they can kind of through collecting curios and sleeping with underage women or in the case of robin williams i guess being being a dad being married yeah like being a dad but But there's um, there's also like there's a joke where uh john travolta is talking to the kids and he's like says something about casinos like you ever been to a casino and they're like no and he goes well you ever seen the movie casino and they go no and the two Get why that is supposed to be a joke. You have to know that Casino is not an appropriate movie for kids to have watched. Right. But if the joke, if there's any reality to that joke, then the child audience of this movie doesn't know what Casino is, wouldn't get the joke. You yeah. know, it's- and then like right after he makes a comment about, you know, he's like, "Hey, these kids have never seen Friday the Thirteenth Part One and or Two, and you're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it!" And later on, they're watching a Friday the Thirteenth movie, not even one of the first two movies. Yeah, it's- it's- oh, infuriating. Well, that's very. <laughs> That's also a very strange... As a Jay fan... I mean, um, that's a plot hole, yeah. yeah. As a line of dialogue, that's also strange, too, because, like, why does he stop there? Like, if it seems like he would be like... He would either say, these kids have never seen Friday the 13th, or these kids have never seen a Friday the 13th movie. But he singles out the first two specifically. Well, he, he feels like the hockey mask was really what made that series go mm. downhill. He loved when Mrs. Voorhees was the killer, spoiler alert. He loved Baghead Jason. Right. Yeah. Did not like the hockey mask. I and I even when even taking Manhattan was not enough for him to like Jason again. Yeah. Even going to space <laughs> or, or hell or going bananas. <laughs> <laughs> right in thirteen seventeen, Jason goes bananas. Or being in Monte Carlo, which is also another Herbie reference. See, guys, I can play too. What's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what's, great. What's anyway, so uh, <laughs> Herbie, huh? I wish there was a Friday the Thirteenth, Jason in love. <laughs> That'd be who would he be in love with? A girl or a guy. It's twenty first century. Who knows? Okay. They can get married in California. Or a Smurf. Maybe like or a, a Smurf. Yeah. It's a Smurf's crossover. <laughs> well, like here's umpire, here's something like I'd some like other to sports. Uh, uh, here's something I'd like to talk about. I've like I, I've pitched successful films before. We all remember how I pitched Ziggy and it went on uh-huh. to be a number one film, make sure. over seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Okay. I don't remember that, but go I've on. I've been trying to get the idea of film crossovers off the ground for a while. For instance, uh, Short Circuit 3 Never slash Terminator 5. World's not ready for it. I, world is very ready for it. Okay. Or say Rocky... Who's, who's going to be Johnny 5? Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's Justin Bieber in a cardboard box. <laughs> yep, yeah. Like beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> all his dialogue is turned into beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> and all of his stunts would be performed by Amanda Bynes from She's the Man. I don't know. Amanda Bynes is not a stuntman. I don't know why she would do oh, that. Guys, guys yeah, by the way. What? Guys, by the way. She uh, she came back to a- acting after briefly retiring. So I know you guys were worried when she retired from acting for a week. Justin Bieber, <laughs> Amanda Bynes. Oh, she announced Amanda Bieber. Amanda Bieber. Justin Bynes. <laughs> Bieber Bobo. Why can't I find Amanda Bieber? Anyway, 
Come on down to Justin Beepers. <laughs> <laughs> the best place for beepers, cellular telephones, and so forth. That would be a business I would start. <laughs> So, well, you're st- you got to strike while the iron's right Well, I guess I'll work on my film crossovers pitch. I'm trying to get Rocky Six Rambo Five off the ground, also. Sure. Rocky and Rambo finally together. So wait, what? What brought this up? The crossovers? Uh, the Smurfs and well, and Jason Voorhees being in love oh, with the okay. Smurf. By the way, like, but this, but this is interesting. And riding like around this. in Herbie all the time. <laughs> This R this R rated thing like this is like that makes this the modern Kangaroo Jack, which was also like supposed to be an R rated like action comedy, and then they're like, oh, all people care about is the rapid Kangaroo. Let's make it into a children's film. Let's cut out all the swearing. Yeah, and well, let's advertise the but film like, as if it's about a rapping Kangaroo. Yeah, but that was a success. Like that movie, like it yeah, worked. you know why that was hilarious. You know why that was a success because the advertising lied and made people think it was about a talking rapping Kangaroo. Yeah, every which everyone wants to see every single shot. Almost in the commercials was from the same like five minute section of the film. <laughs> Brilliant! I cannot imagine how disappointed the children must have been to watch the movie and. Where's the kangaroo? When is Jack gonna get there? I find David Wenham to be irritating. <laughs> uh, I'm glad Jerry O'Connell lost the weight, but still, he seems smug. Um. But yeah, this was a, meant to be a different movie. It was still going to be a bad movie, I assume. This is not. It, this is what, not. Kangaroo Jack. Because <laughs> I will fight you, sir. <laughs> old dogs. This oh, is not. You know, this is not uh, the Magnificent Ambersons, where yeah, you mean, know, where a, a masterpiece was. It almost was uh, almost was spoiled. You know, it. It almost feels like you can't get angry at this movie. Wrong. For, <laughs> no, for <laughs> for individual, like you can't like object to like individual things in it that don't make sense just because like the whole movie doesn't make sense. Like I was going, well, no, to... it is as a whole a completely bad movie. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is of a piece. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, in that way, it is maybe a perfect work of art. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to complain, for instance, that like okay, there's a scene where like all of the um the 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 pills like get dropped into the th- sink. And so they all get mixed up, so he's taking the wrong pills on the wrong day, and he ends up, like, hallucinating things, and I'm like, yeah. there are no medicines <laughs> where that would actually be what happens when the... Well, you don't know what kind of combinations are coming. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't actually... I think there are... There might be medicines contraire. that cause hallucinations, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it'd be, like, medicine so much as, like, some kind of a, like, a like recreational drug. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's what, that's what we... You know, is not spelled out, but is implicit. It assume. was not unlike when uh, a movie features a scene where characters take like drugs, like maybe smoke weed or eat like pot brownies, mm-hmm. and the scene is clearly written or directed by somebody who has never done those things. Mm-hmm. Right. So they just make it the craziest. Possible. So they start hallucinating and seeing things that it's aren't like there. Transformers and... to uh, the rise Attack of, of the Cobra. Clones. <laughs> <laughs> Both going for the same joke at the same time, go through any different directions. Uh, does that is there a scene like that in Transformers Two Breaking? I, Boogaloo. Uh, yeah, uh, the most famous. It was before <laughs> subtitle ever. <laughs> I got it wrong. I it was it before up. they discovered the secret of the ooze. I think um, was it another stakeout? <laughs> it was through the porthole of time. <laughs> through the porthole of time, not the portal of time. The porthole of time in the time boat. <laughs> Yeah. They're on a cruise. <laughs> the cruise that goes around the Caribbean and through time. <laughs> well, only if you go out through the porthole. 
All right. Stay on the boat. Uh, the captain asked me to give you a quick word of advice about your cabin. You are the one cabin that has the porthole of time. Please don't go through it, because you'll end up in time. Captain that's just. That's all, otherwise, enjoy it. We've got the spa on deck two. Shuffle. You know what? Here's two. Free, here's two free spot coupons. Just don't open the porthole of time, please. I cannot. Emphasize this enough. Do not go through the porthole of time. <laughs> Let me just tell you that again. I don't know why you'd go through a porthole at all. There's so much to do on the ship. I don't know why you'd try to leave it. But just this buffets, particular porthole. Buffets on the ship. <laughs> Midnight buffet every night. And you don't have to and stay up late because it starts at 11. If you do happen to fall <laughs> out the, kids the to porthole bed. of time, do Put not the kids- step on a butterfly. Please do not drop any shuffleboard equipment in the... Uh, that might crush a butterfly. It would change the history. Um, Let me just tell you this. Your buffets. Don't mess with the portholes in general. <laughs> Time or not. You know what? I'll make an announcement to the whole ship. Just stay away from the portholes. Don't open them. Don't worry about it. Listen, we've got a whole mall on the ship. There's a pool. Again, why, are you, why are you investigating the windows? Again with the portholes. Don't you worried about the breeze? It's air conditioned. Yeah. Just turn up the thermostat or down in the cabin. Yeah. Anyway, so see you tonight <laughs> at the uh, karaoke dinner. On the Lido like- deck. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, the I Jared am Lido deck. again the purser. Uh, the bosun. Uh, <laughs> recommend the veal. Uh, you'll I find him in the forecastle. <laughs> On the poop deck. <laughs> Astern. Don't, don't, and don't go up in the crow's nest. <laughs> Stand of the rigging. <laughs> if you need to uh, go ashore, the coxswain will... Uh, <laughs> We're on a boat. You don't have a lot of time. You tend to shorten words. <laughs> so we even the porthole of time, we call it the poor time. Just so if you could just stay away from the poor time, that would be wonderful. Well, on that note, what no the soap. Fuck were you about? I'll well, I'll talk. We'll get there. Should be soap in the bathroom. If there's not, I'll get it for you now. Towel? No, towels are in the closet right here. You'll okay. Great. The soap. I don't know why that is. I'll check it. Well, people tend to stay out of this cabin. We try not to book it because again, the poor hole of time. So uh, maybe they just didn't refill the bathroom last time because there's no one staying in this cabin on the ship. Um. <laughs> then I'll get it for you. Well, that Thank you. Oh, very generous, sir. Thank you. That's I mean, again not necessary, but very much appreciated. Now that that bit of theater is over, <laughs> that was um, a tip at the end. Yeah, I understand. Um, we're gonna that's go back my, in and do the. Uh, that's from my one-man show, poor hole of time. We're gonna do the sound effect. Go back in and put the sound effects in <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Right? Yeah. You can you can just. Go let's, back and edit and loop those. those. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. Layer it. Okay. Layers. Put layers in there. Stereo. Multi-track. I'll, split, I'll put one in the, on, the, on the left channel and one on the right channel. That'd like be great. It. So it's like it's going through your head. Mm-hmm. And then I'll switch them. It's how humans hear things. It's like, <laughs> two ears. <laughs> anyway, now that we've wasted all that time, it's time for Final Judgments. Final judgments. So, uh, is this a good bad movie? Listen, bad, we bad know movie. what kind of okay. movie this is. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. It's a bad. It's Let's, a really no enjoyment this, to be had. Yeah, this may be. This may be the worst movie that we've watched. I hope whoever's listening's already turned off our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like if they made it this far, and they've made run a out to the store to rent old dogs. <laughs> yeah. they've, 
they've thrown their iPod through the porthole of time. Walk, don't run to your local video store and burn it to the ground <laughs> to stop someone from watching old dogs. Yeah. Oh. Order it from Netflix and then it, snap it in half. It is richly deserved its one-star rating on Netflix. Tell them you... Tell them it was lost. <laughs> but to tell them do not replace that it should not be replaced. No. <laughs> okay, well, call your congressman. <laughs> ask him to do something about old dogs. Now that that's uh, been dispensed with, <laughs> we can announce the winner of our flop house contest. Winner, most impressive, <laughs> flawless victory. Finish him. <laughs> no, what? that comes before the other stuff. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, send it through the porthole. Yeah, you say that before you perform the babality to him and turn him into a baby. <laughs> or the friendship. Bake him a cake and no, give him a present. No, you always do the babality. It's way more hilarious. So, um, so this, again, was the, uh, the contest where the prize is to uh, get to choose what movie we uh, review. You make the call. And it can't be old dogs. Because we watched it. Because we will invalidate the contest. Yeah. Now, we won't be reviewing it on the next episode because uh, Elliot is getting married. But uh, as soon as we can all get back together, we will review it. Well, oh, are you going to we do one when I'm out of town? No, I thought we were going to do one on uh, Sunday night. Oh, you mean the Sunday night I'm getting married on? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just take a break from Dude, the reception. Just get her really drunk. She'll pass out, okay? This is the plan. She'll guys, pass guys. out. Terrible we plan. In, we put in the DVD. Well, I'll bring Terrible a portable plan. DVD player. <laughs> Terrible we'll plan. We'll cluster around it. Guys, everyone who's entered is now uh, so frustrated that I have not actually <laughs> named the winner Well, we're yet. talking about my wedding. Okay, okay so it's Sunday, uh-huh. August Sunday. 29th. Okay. Uh, I'll bring a portable DVD player. <laughs> okay. We'll pop in whatever flick we're going to watch. Or film. Okay. Ellen and I will be in tuxedos. So that'll be it'll be a classier version. Well, of the shirt. well, English, Oxford English walking suits. Mm. I'll be wearing uh, swim suit. You'll be wearing or, your running suit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a, track suit. a velour tracksuit. Anyway, you were saying the winner of this contest. The winner is uh, wait. Which should we say which contest this was and how people would win it? I, or? Uh, I already uh, I already said what the prize was. Uh, the entry was to uh, review us on iTunes. And everyone did a great job. Yeah, there were, I, I, I a read, lot of fantastic reviews. I read the reviews aloud to Elliot, and because uh, I, mean, I am there blind, was some, uh, <laughs> there was some there was some good critiques. You know, there was there were some tough moments reading over those. I did not appreciate being called fussy in <laughs> one of them. Sure, but the otherwise that review was spot on. It mentioned I think that was the one that mentioned noises made with people's mouths. Yeah, or songs from people's mouths, and also. Uh, one of the reviews mentioned that we enjoy lists of words that sound like other words. <laughs> yeah. So, two for two. On this yeah, episode. yep. Very accurate. Uh, but so, a lot of good reviews. And keep them coming. Even though this contest is over, we'd still appreciate you to writing reviews yeah, for us. Yeah, uh, we, we just, this, this last month, we, we just surpassed 50,000 downloads over the course of all of the episodes. Woo! Um, and we got a dollar for every one of those downloads. No, we didn't right? get any money. What? But... <laughs> But that's still, I mean, considering that we've been doing this for almost three years now, it still seems shamefully low to me. So uh, I appreciate all the support, but go out wow. and spread the gospel, guys. Yeah, uh, well, I, I don't find it shamefully low, but you're, you're, you're just, you're but, just everyone, but we can always go higher. Yeah. So let's make it happen, team. Wait, team so Flophouse. Have been listening to these? Okay, <laughs> we have delayed this. So who is the winner? <laughs> the winner of the contest is uh, the General General <laughs> who gave a review under the name Handsome Jag. 
So, handsome Jag. Clearly a fan of the television program Jag. And not only a fan, but a handsome fan of, yeah. of the television program Jag. Starring... Mark, Jag? Mark yes, Carmen. Jag. <laughs> so, uh, Starring so, a Jaguar. <laughs> handsome Jag, if you're out there, please uh, send an email to the Flophouse Podcast at gmail.com to claim your prize. Now, um, we ask that you, uh, you choose a movie for us to review... That is available on Netflix, so we can actually uh, access it easily. And we encourage you to pick an older movie. Pick some from the eighties, you know, yeah, because the 90s. We, we do we do newer movies, so it would be nice change of pace if you choose an older film. And uh, you know, something in the thirties. If you find, you should any, pick like Twin Sitters or something. Yeah, if you find it in your heart, <laughs> you should pick Twin Sitters. If you find it in your heart, choose a good bad movie like Twin Sitters, just just for a change. <laughs> it would Twin be... Sitters is fantastic. <laughs> is the Barbarian Brothers masterpiece? Um, so handsome Jag, please get. Oh, it's called a blaster piece, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a, it's, it's a Shasta piece. It will blast you out of your out of your movie watching. Scene. I I thought now think the the show Jag would have been better if it was about a jaguar that accidentally got sent to the navy okay. and has, is on a ship. And what is like uh like is a drill instructor be solves crimes be right? be a puma. A puma wearing yeah. a like a navy suit. Yes, exactly. Sorry, puma. Yeah, and then like uh, there'd be like a, a ocelot. An ocelot. Would, there'd yep. be a bobcat. Okay. Mountain lion. Wait, the bo- a, a quogger. <laughs> as long as we're mispronouncing <laughs> the names of large cats, a mm-hmm. tigir, mm-hmm. a lion. Yep, those are all words. Anyway, let's a move panda, on. not a cat. Yeah, what else are we doing? To our here? film recommendations, films that you should watch. Instead of old dogs. Oh yeah. Uh, well, that you if you have the ch- if you can watch anything instead of old dogs, <laughs> yeah. if you have that's our recommendation. If you have the option of turning your head slightly mm-hmm. away from the screen, look out the window. Do so. Yeah. Enjoy or stare life. at the floor. <laughs> stare into space. Look at anything. Well, stare at the floor. Appreciate the close craftsmanship. Your, yeah. that close went your into eyes and enjoy the sensory deprivation. <laughs> enjoy the flashes of color that happen when you close your eyes. <laughs> or like close your eyes and push on your eyes with your hand. Your yeah. fingers. Don't do it for too long though. We well, yeah, I'm not suggesting people blind themselves. Yeah. Well, if they're watching old dogs, yes, I would suggest. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a the sensible. Flophouse lawyers, <laughs> the Flophouse lawyers insist that we make that uh, disclaimer. The Flophouse lawyers, uh, do we? I can't remember the name that, that joke that they do on Car Talk every week. <laughs> do we cheat them and how? Yeah, do we cheat them and how? Mm-hmm. We use the same lawyers as guys at Car Talk. Yeah, everyone on the uh, uh, they on get the a lot more does. work from the Car Talk guys. Yeah, well, because <laughs> those guys are criminals. <laughs> A lot of illegitimate children. Well, they're going to get a lot of work from us now for the libel <laughs> statement <laughs> you just made. But uh, LA, the case of you... Frick and Frack versus V the Flophouse. What did you see recently that you enjoyed? Um, recently, a movie that I watched many years ago as a young child, but watched Howard again. I did watch that years ago as a young child, but that I just watched again recently uh, was the fil- hit film Capricorn One, which many people may remember as having an all-star cast of. James Brolin, O.J. Simpson, Sam Watterson, Hal Hallbrook, Elliot Gould, and uh, it's a movie from the '70s about a, I think it's either late, I think it's late '70s, about a, the first manned mission to Mars is coming up, uh, but there's a problem with the spacecraft, so they it should be called off. But the head of the space agency, Hal Hallbrook, is worried that if there's another screw up, the budget's going to get cut. So instead, they fake the Mars landing on a soundstage. 
and there's a whole big conspiracy. The astronauts are not are not into it, so they're going to have to be killed, but they escape. Elliot Gould is a reporter who gets on the case, and it's not a really great movie, and the like the kind of suspense action scenes are not particularly well done, but there are a lot of good dialogue scenes between Elliot Gould and different small supporting characters. And uh, like Telly Savalas has a very funny scene at the end that comes kind of out of nowhere, right before the climactic helicopters versus crop duster uh, flight battle. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it's this kind of movie that's kind of like a fairly passable kind of conspiracy thriller of the 70s with a, this ludicrous plot, but there's a lot of good, like, funny scenes that uh, are well-written, and it's almost like the writer who was working on it was like, I'll do this plot, but you know what? I'm going to throw in, like, some, like, funny scenes that are not really related to what's going on, but the characters are really, like, sharp and funny in those moments. So it's a, it's a, it's a little long as a movie. It's like two hours, but it shouldn't be that long, but it's a fun movie to watch. Well, speaking of conspiracy thrillers, I'm going to recommend... Oh, you also see James Rowland slit open a snake and eat its belly. Okay. You're saying? Uh, uh, No, I'm going to also recommend a thriller, uh, Roman Polanski's The Ghost Writer, which I... Based uh, on the PBS children's show, the same name. Sure. Uh, Nicholas Cage is in that, right? Uh, You're thinking of Ghost Writer, based on the Marvel Comics character. Uh, Demi Moore's in that, though, right? No, you're... Thinking of something, I'm not sure what you're thinking of. The one where uh, Patrick Swayze's in it? Oh, Ghost, you're thinking of. Oh, Ghost. that's right. Well, what, Bill Murray's in it? No, you're thinking of Groundhogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old switcheroo. Yeah. Bill, Bill Cosby? <clears throat> Ghost Dad. Oh, okay. Actually, I was thinking of uh, Leonard Part 6. Okay. <laughs> really? I don't think anyone else is thinking about that. Oh, movie. all the time I think about it. Now that's even older switcheroo. <laughs> you pull the same switcheroo. Um, no, Ghost Rider is a. Um, is a good thriller of a kind that they don't make anymore. Good. I think that thrillers may be the genre that modern Hollywood has forgotten the most how to make because uh, they're all based on stupid twists nowadays. But this is a much more sort of old style. So it's got a good twist? Hitchcockian thriller. (laughs) Uh, There's... Stuff tr- in it that Wait, you could it, maybe it, consider a twist, the but twist it all is makes that it's sense. a good movie. Is the guy yeah, ghost twist. the whole movie? Because or is <laughs> he no, from outer, is, He's tw- an alien. The I twist think. is that he is a writer. The whole yeah. movie. But wait, the title says that. Yeah, but you think it's a different guy. Oh. <laughs> the, the twist is that he didn't actually use a ghostwriter. He wrote the book himself. Yeah. Oh, but it has some great performances uh, from uh, Chubby Checker, from <laughs> Little Richard, from. Uh, <laughs> Shit, I can't remember the main guy. Ewan McGregor? McGregor? Yeah, I couldn't remember his name for a second. Oh, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> and but Pierce but Brosnan's better. in it too, right? Pierce oh, Brosnan James is good, Bond. Who's, who I like pretty much uh, whenever he's not playing James Bond. Um, Olivia Williams is very good in it. Kim Cattrall is not good in it. But uh, Jim Belushi uh, is surprisingly good in a very small role in a completely mm. dramatic turn. Star of Canine. Yeah. And uh, what taking care of business was that the okay? Well, which one was? I don't remember that one. I'm gonna pass it along to Stuart. I don't have. It sounds like the name of a Jim Belushi movie, though. Uh, I am going to recommend a contemporary film, Uh, (laughs) a modern film, a modern film, as opposed to the one that Dan mentioned, which was released earlier this year. So it's therefore not contemporary. Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie called Bronson, starring uh, starring fan favorite Tom Hardy. Fans of Inception, I see. Yeah, fans of Inception and of the movie Bronson. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a biopic about... Uh, Charles Bronson. About Charles Charles Manson. 
it's about uh, 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 this uh, the Britain's most violent criminal, a, a guy who uh, this larger than life personality who and it's who it tells a story. Inspiration but in, for then came Bronson, and in many ways that uh, like it. It's, it's kind of filtered through his own warped perception of his life, and he it's basically just a story about a guy who lives for the moment that the that the the guards break down his cell door and he just starts fighting him and uh there's this really great scene where he strips down completely naked and starts smearing vaseline all over himself so he can better avoid the grasp of the guards when they beat him up and it's uh really hilarious so yeah watch that it. happened to bronson pinchot yes uh it was when they were filming second sight with john larroquette <laughs> Bronson Pinchot, he I, was so like he'd been doing so, so many high. drugs, yeah, because I, he was trying to like he was he was I bouncing. I thought that happened behind the scenes career. of Mego, the sitcom where he was an alien who befriended a little kid. Wait, he was a Mego? Like, no, not a, a, not a, an action like, figure, not a fungi from Ugoth. <laughs> All right, so Lovecraft joke. <laughs> since these words might as well be gibberish to me, I'm going to sign off. Um, we can talk about Lovecraft no, and the no, mythos for a while. Nope. Okay. Let's uh let's 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 put this podcast through the porthole of time. <laughs> it's, it belongs to the oh, wait. ages now. Can we can I pit can I plug my yeah. uh, my comic book that's coming okay, out? Plug plug it quick. Uh August eighteenth, this Wednesday, my first uh story from Marvel Comics will be released. Uh it's Captain America story kind of, uh in a book called Age of Heroes issue number four. So run don't walk to your local comic book store. First look up online to find out where your local comic book store is. Then run, don't walk to it, and pick up. Also, yes. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> and pick up uh, Age of Heroes number four. Ask for it by name. Don't ask for it by my name because people don't know who I am in the comic book world. But uh, and there, there's an eight-page story in there that I am very happy with. Uh, and I'm going to plug a uh, album by a close friend of mine, Alex Smith, who we've mentioned on this podcast mm-hmm. before. He just uh, put out an album on uh, Removadar Records. Uh, go to Removadar.com. Uh, it's produced by Jim James of the band My Morning Jacket. And uh, his band is Lydia Burrell. It's dance music, and it's awesome. So check it out. Yeah, I've, en- I've enjoyed the samples I've heard. Well, uh, I'm just going to sign off. Uh, I've been Dan McCoy. Oh, I'm Stuart Wellington. And I think I'm Ellie Kalen. Man, Stuart's been forgetting his name a lot lately. (laughs) Stuart, you gotta pick a uh, distance from the microphone and a volume and stick with it. This is something you need to. uh, This is my note for you in general. Okay, so this is uh, so this would be my performance review. You're not going to give me a shit sandwich on this no, one? You're I, not going to be like I, too good? Th- we love what you're doing with... in general. Okay, so that's the first good the thing. Comedy, the comedy, the insights, but that's all fine. You technically. Technically terrible. You need to work on. Uh, that would be a weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the side improvement. Of, yep, on the would... side of uh, strengths, I would put um, smiles. Handsomeness. <laughs> yep. Haircuts. <laughs> Where's a mustache? You get a regular haircut. I uh, when I did a performance review with Simon, I think I might have told you this, but uh, he sat down and was all serious, and I'm like, okay, let's look at your strengths, and we went over like the strengths of his his performance kind of seriously, and then we got to weaknesses, and I'm like, 
baldness. <laughs> and he looked at me like I slapped him in the face. Because <laughs> no one had ever made a joke to him about him like going bald. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. I got an email from Eric that says, the, t- the subject line is, go see Expendables. And the entire email is just, kaboom! <laughs>